Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sister Act, silent podcast coverage of season one of Claim to Fame. We're diving deep into the journey to discover each contestant's claim to fame, and what better person to do that with than my sister, Ari. Hi. Hi, Ari. So we have finally covered the episode that I was dreading to rewatch, which is episode three, There Is No X in Team, and... I was just so devastated. One, that the title essentially spoils who goes home for this episode, which was unnecessary. I feel like there are so many other reasons, like so many other title possibilities that they could have done, but whatever. Yeah, they did not have to do that. Yes. And then also, he was such a star in the first three episodes. He always had something so funny to say, and I'm just very sad that we are losing him so early but what a character he was yeah me too i um i really wanted to see him go farther (laughs) he would have made a very good long-term player in terms of like entertainment value and And just like he was he was like playing the game well yeah it really really kind of they really just got him out of nowhere also like there was no need for we can we'll get into it yes we will (laughs) we will get into it Uh, I do really enjoy – I did really enjoy his friendship slash camaraderie slash kind of frenemy feel with Dominique and how Mm -hmm. he acknowledged that Dominique was probably the person that was most likely to guess his his relative um, and that they were able to have like – I want to say it was like a mutual respect slash friendship with each other, but also acknowledging that they were playing a competition together. So that was a really fun duo to see in these early stages. And we really start to see some of these personalities really come out in this episode and some for the better and some for the worst. What what was your overall thought about this? Did you think that X was going to be the one to go here? And did you have any inklings about what was going to happen leading up to his ouster? So I kind of did, partly because of the the title of the episode. Um, And then also later on when we see who gets the clue and they don't like show it to us. That whole thing, I was like, hmm, sums up and it's not going to be who we think is going home. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is true. And it was every step of the way I really wanted to think, okay, here's how it can't be X. Here is how X is not going home. And then, of course, everything that could have gone wrong in this episode did and I was very sad to see him go and he was just a very fun contestant and I I think there is some merit to the idea that had his clue not been pulled so early he could have gone a lot further and been a very dynamic presence in this season so it was very sad to see him go um he he was great. He was a great player. But there, it's not just all about X, even though the episode is named after him and we stand. You mean everything's about X? I mean, yes, yes. Everything is about X. However, we also have to talk about what is there eight other people in the competition now? Apparently, there are other people playing. Okay. Um, and we do get to see some really cutthroat gameplay in here. We initially started, you know, Michael was considered like the bad egg of the bunch. And that's why he left in episode two. We could see how he is rubbing people the wrong way. I feel like this takes over the, this completely overshadows the Michael of it all with everything that went into this episode from Brittany's perspective and the ramifications of it. And we'll get into all of the specifics, but this is really the first really dramatic episode. I feel like there was some, you know, some snarky comments, some people looking to take out other people, but it it wasn't anything that was so direct until we get to episode three. Yeah. This was definitely the first time I was like, like, Midway through this episode, I was like, "Oh, this is there's some drama. <laughs> like yes. we're being we're being extra now. Like yes, super dramatic. Yes. So 
that was a whole thing. It was a lot. And it all starts with the assumption that things are going to get a lot more chill now that Michael is has been eliminated. Uh, even though someone like Brittany might be nervous about her position, um, we don't realize how nervous she actually is until we get further into the episode. But she's certain that at least no one is competent enough to really like risk their game to guess who her relative is. Um, someone like X is living his best life and he gets to do naked exercises in the bathroom now, which he makes sure to say that it was in the bathroom so that there's no cameras in there. So he's being very respectful, but I'm glad that X had the freedom to do so in this new roommate free environment. <laughs> um, there is also the other, the two duos that we really see before we get into the main challenge is X and Dominique who X is, like I said before, X is the person he knows that Dominique is most likely going to be the person that figures out who his relative is. Dominique is confident about the fact that X's relative is Laverne Cox, that they look so much alike. We saw in the last episode that she said that they could be twins. And Dominique also says that she is obsessed with Laverne Cox. So if anyone is going to figure out this information, it's her. So we do get a little bit of a counterpoint from X that he needs to figure out who her identity is. Because we really don't know a lot about Dominique's potential relative either. What were your thoughts on the Dominique and X of it all? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, like you said, they do definitely seem to have this like mutual respect for each other. Um, but they're not like buddy, buddy, like some of the other people in the house that we've seen. Yeah. Um, it, it does seem to be more of just like, yeah, we respect each other and like X kind of knows that Dominique might know. Yeah. And I know that you know. That yeah. Know. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but we also know that like X isn't the biggest people person. Yes. And so that's not, it's not surprising. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. X and Dominique are two of the older contestants in the house. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely that bond over being in the same age range as well. We have a lot of younger contestants in here, contestants in their 20s and early 30s. So I think that they have a little bit of like kindred spirits, very similar demeanors with each other. So it, it's very nice to see this from each other. Uh, did you think at the beginning of the episode that Dominique's guess of Laverne Cox was valid or that this could potentially be correct? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, and I can finally say it now that we've seen episode three and that we know that sadly X was uh, eliminated from this episode, during this episode, I should say. And I knew in episode two that X X's relative was Laverne Cox. And the reason that I knew this is when Dominique said that X and Laverne could be twins, the light bulb went off in my head because in the first season of Orange is the New Black, Laverne Cox, her character Sophia gets her backstory in one of the first episodes. And I remember reading that a fun fact about this episode was that so they had Laverne Cox's twin brother play Sophia's character pre-transition. So oh. when we see the – that is why if you happen to see that episode where we get Sophia's initial backstory before she transitions, the person that is playing her is – that is playing her pre-transition is Laverne's twin brother. So that's why they look so much alike. Mm. And – that is, and X is, X or who we eventually learn is, his real name is M. Lamar. He is the only contestant in Claim to Fame with a Wikipedia page because he is a performance artist and he has a lot of uh, acting, stage, you know, performance credits already. So he has kind of already established himself, obviously not to the level that Laverne Cox's, and I think it's safe to say that Laverne is really a household name, mm -hmm. but 
M. Lamar is a legend in his own right, I would say. So (laughs) the fact that we get to see him in all his glory and also that uh, just a small fact like that is what made me realize who this was, was really what set it off for me. So I was very... I was dreading the moment that I figured out that who X's relative was, but I knew that if anyone guessed Laverne Cox, that it was done for him. I was at that yeah. point, I was completely convinced that that this was Laverne Cox's brother. What made me feel like it was a good guess was, well, the resemblance, but also I remembered in, I'm not sure if it was the first or the second episode, but there was one point where he like, X like made this joke like my sister and I both like uh like what we have in common is like something 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 like and our like masculine energy or something and I was like okay. hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god I yeah I think it was it's those little tidbits that were being thrown at us every which way that really let us down the road of X's relative being Laverne Cox. But for me, it was when Dom said that they could have been twins. And I knew that this was definitely her brother. Yeah. I'm honored that I am watching a show that is a degree away from Laverne Cox. And that is featuring the great M. Lamar in there. But again, it was very sad to see that this was the end of the road for him. And It wasn't just because Dominique had an idea of who he was. There were other factors at play. But a, the huge, a huge point of this episode or a huge plot point of this episode is the other duo that we are really focusing on in the early stages of this season, which is the duo of Brittany and Logan. We talked about them a little bit in episode two. They have a really strong friendship. They both are bonding over the fact that they're both from the South. They have similar values. They know a lot of the same. They have the same interests in celebrities. They also have very similar to how Dominique and X recognize that they might be the two people that are most likely to guess each person's celebrity. The the same is true for Brittany and Logan that, yeah, these two are probably the ones that are most likely to figure out each other's identity because Logan is one of the few sports fans in the show. And in Brittany's case, uh, Brittany is a country music fan, which really isn't anything that, you know, and we will see later in the show that some other that a lot of people are not really country music uh knowledgeable i don't know what the word for that they're not uh connoisseurs of country music i should (laughs) say that is not surprising (laughs) yes and i honestly i was just it feels very like it feels very uneven and i guess for a show like this you're going to get an uneven hand where you're like as I said last episode, like you literally are putting a jock with a bunch of theater kids, essentially. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how are you going to have one person's relative be Brett Favre and the other person's relative be Laverne Cox or Whoopi Goldberg? Like, those are not the same level of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> celebrity. I'm sorry. Like, it's just it's not the same. I refuse to accept this. And. This is just, you know, not everything is going to be 100% fair, but I do have some qualms with this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to ask you before we get into the main challenge, speaking of all of these duos and everything, um, do you have an idea about who Dominique's relative could be just based on what we've seen so far? They no throw idea. Up, yeah. They throw out <laughs> some names like uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Tyler Perry. And this is something that they do with all of the contestants as we progress further into the series that everyone is, you know, like we will get a bunch of different names thrown out for us for who could potentially be the person's celebrity relative. And in some cases, the person that they guess are right. And the other times they're completely off base and are really just guesses based on very little information the very little clues that they have yeah I feel like it's 
I don't feel like there's been anything to point to either of them, <laughs> to point to Samuel L. Jackson or Tyler Perry. Yeah. At least yeah. not that we've, like, seen so far. Yeah, and I believe also, so Dominique said that her, this is the things that we know about Dominique, is that her celebrity relative is her father and that her father is not an actor because that was her lie in the first challenge of the game the first uh the two truths mm. and a lie segment so, okay so then it's definitely not <laughs> it's definitely not samuel l jackson and tyler perry mm. is probably more known for being a writer and director but he, he's also an actor so you know safe to assume that it's also, also not an him. actor and pro and like not old enough yeah he's also not father. old and he's also not old enough to be her father which is the other issue with that but of course when I was watching this in the first time I completely forgot about the clue about it being her father so it's like oh yeah I could see that that makes sense <laughs> to me I I completely forgot did you know Samuel Jackson is like in his 70s yeah yeah that's I did not that's <laughs> I don't know why I just like he just permanently looks 50 to me yeah well he's yeah. been around for a while I know, but it's just, it doesn't. He's been 50 for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I get for like 20 years. Yeah. I, but so like, while he, he is old enough to be Dominique's father. I also just don't believe it because he does not, he is just permanently 50 to me. I don't mm -hmm. know what to say about it. It was just like, nope, this is, this is a 50 year old man. He can't be Dominique's father. That's silly. The math is not mathing, except it kind of is. I just don't want to accept it. Yeah. It would be crazy if they had – I'm just thinking of, like, who we know so far. It would be, like – it would be crazy if Samuel Jackson was in the mix, too. I, can you imagine if it was, like, someone else's relative with Samuel Jackson in this and it was just, like, completely being thrown off base? That would be so funny. <laughs> what, what would a Samuel L. Jackson clue even be? Because, like – the first thing I can think of is like in Pulp Fiction where he has the wallet with an expletive on it, which is obviously not going to make the clue wall. Maybe yeah, a snake. I was thinking something like that. Too. Yeah. A snake. Yeah, like a, a bunch of rubber snakes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love this game. We'll have to think of more ridiculous clues for various celebrities. I guess the... Uh, Tyler Perry's would be Medea glasses or like a wig or something. Yes. <laughs> Which I would not be opposed to, but also I feel like that's that's a little on the nose for pretty obvious, yeah. Very early in the season. They'd have to like do something a little more specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd have to start with something like a peach because he's from Atlanta or something and then eventually progress into the Medea wig. Yeah. 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 But anything else you want to ask or make any predictions before we get into the main challenge? Because that's really where the drama of this episode yeah, is. No, I, I got I got nothing on Dominique. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Honestly, I did not have a lot on Dominique at this point either. I just had my educated guesses, which were all wrong. <laughs> Good. So, yes. Yes. And so we get to the main challenge. Now, unlike the previous challenges that we have had, this challenge is in two teams. And since there's 10 people left, there's two teams of five. Each team has a randomly assigned team captain. The team captains pick their teams. And after the challenge, which we learn is a spelling competition, each the team captain of the winning team will automatically win immunity and gets to choose the clue from the clue wall. And the losing team captain is going to be the one of the bottom two and up and uh, a potential guesser. And that captain will have to pick someone else from their team to join them in the bottom two. Now, Ari, what do you think of this format? For the the choosing or the game? The team, just the team, the team format, because this is the first time we're getting a team yeah. and the way that the teams are structured. Like we get one captain who is really chosen just on luck. There is no strategy involved in who is deciding to be captain. And the captain is either going to be safe in the bottom or in the bottom two 
And they're going to pick someone from their team to join them in the bottom two. I think that it would have been more interesting if they didn't have time to like deliberate as a household in between knowing who the captains were and and like who who when they have to choose their team members yeah I'm not a huge fan of this format for a few reasons. I don't like that in a game of strategy that the captain is just picked randomly. Mm -hmm. And I also don't like that they have so much power and that the person that is going to be safe is going to just be one of the two captains. Like it feels weird that of the 10 people that are left, eight people before the challenge is even started are automatically going to be vulnerable in the guess off at night. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like the team captains did anything particular other than pick the right it was like a colored ball or something I think that they yeah yeah it just feels very odd to me that yeah kind of just oh yeah yeah oh no I don't know it just kind of seems like just they needed to find a way to make another one (laughs) yeah it does feel like a little bit like they yeah they just needed someone to be safe so we might as well make it random I will say though that despite my dislike for this format, they got very lucky with the choices here because one of the team captains is Lark. And this is really the first time that we get to see Lark in action. We don't know really anything about Lark up until this point. Honestly, you can't tell me that she started this game at the same time as everyone else. Like, I'm sure she came strolling in at episode two at some point because... I had no recollection of Lark it when yeah, I was first didn't watching do anything this before this episode. I know. And like I can't tell you I couldn't tell you who Lark's relative is. I could not tell you anything about the type of celebrity her relative could have possibly been at this point. Yeah. I can't remember anything like that. And I certainly can't remember, you know, like anything about her personality or you know, any quips or confessionals that she's had up until this point. So this is really kind of Lark's uh, debut into the Mm -hmm. claim to fame universe. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, I I believe it, but like, I I want someone to pick her clue. I know. So like, uh, we don't know anything about her. Well, she did pick. So Brittany picked her clue in the premiere. Oh, right. But that, oh, but yeah, then, and it was not, not helpful. Yeah, it was not. And this is going to be partially because it's in the premiere and we got so little of Lark. So useless. Up I, don't, I don't, didn't even remember yeah. it. <laughs> she was the runway queen of the 80s. So we know that she's a model, but the yeah. clue didn't really have a role in the premiere at all. So it's very easy to forget. Could not name. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the name nope. of any model from the 80s. Yeah, no, I can't. I can tell you models and like maybe some of them got famous in the 80s, but I can't personally tell you like, oh, this is definitely who she looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, not happening. But so I am happy that Lark got chosen to be a team captain here because this really is kind of her moment to shine or her kind of introduction into the game because we know so little of her. And everything that we do know of her was told from the perspective of someone else, like Brittany pulling her clue. The other reason that I'm really happy about this is that Louise ends up being a team captain, which means that the... Suspense is built up a little bit and the stakes are a little higher for everyone there because as we have heard before, Louise is the layup in this competition. And for people that do get brought to the bottom, there's always the opportunity to guess Louise and be 100% confident that you're going to be right. So you always have that safety net. And if Louise is safe, that safety net is gone. So it it really raises the stakes for these players. And I love that this happened, even though it happened randomly. And I don't think that we would have gotten Louise as a team captain. If the teams had to come to a consensus about who was safe, I don't think that's how this would have turned out, 
But yeah. I was very happy with our team captains for different reasons. But I think for the sake of the drama that we got pretty good picks. Yeah, it's good to know that Louis is safe for another week. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it takes that easy road out out of the yeah, equation. Yeah, makes it for more the interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Also, a side note for it that the Frankie snails are painted when he's handing out the clues for the bag. And I thought that was a very nice touch. So go Frankie, Aww. superior <laughs> Jonas brother. And the challenge itself is a spelling competition where teams have to jump into a pool, ew, and pick out letters from the pool and spell a word related to uh, one of the celebrity relatives. We don't know who the celebrity relatives are, but we know that this is part of uh, that the words that they have to spell are their clues. Um, Ari, do you think anyone from our family would do well in this challenge? And I know you want to say me to make me feel better, but you don't have to. Okay. Not to always pick myself, but I'm pretty good at spelling, but I'd be frazzled having to find the the letters. There were a lot of letters in that pool. That would would be my downfall. Um, We do have a brother that loves to jump in the pool. Yes. I... I think Josh would do pretty well in it, even though he might get a little frustrated from everyone else yelling at him where the letters are. But I, yeah. I think this would be Josh's this would be Josh's challenge to win. And our dad would do a good job too, because uh, I, I think I think he'd be good at all the parts of it, honestly. Yeah, finding I think, the letters and and spelling the words. <laughs> yeah, I think Dad would do pretty well here too. But I feel like he would be like, "Please, no comments from the peanut gallery." So yeah, <laughs> I got this. It was funny when X was like, "They're helping a lot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Dad would not enjoy being on a team with X, who was clearly throwing this yeah. challenge. Yes, uh. but. Oh, and before we get into the specifics of it, so there's a lot of chatter before they actually pick the teams and go to the challenge. So Lark and Louise get to pick their teams, and Lark's team, team one, is her, Elsie, X, Kai, and Pepper. And this is in part because Dominique was pushing for Lark can pick um, X to be the guesser. And he can take Brittany out because Brittany's causing a lot of problems for them. And the other team is Louise, Brittany, Amara, Dominique, and Logan. And when we get to this, we, you know, that there is obviously, you know, loose lips sink ships. So people are, you know, talking about the different dynamics in the house. Lark does make it clear that Dominique has told her like the game plan which was to make x the guesser if that team loses so that x can be the one to take britney out and this seems like a pretty solid plan honestly um i really don't see any downsides for lark in particular uh it definitely could have helped build some bridges with x and drum and dominique so I don't see really how this has a lot of downsides for her, but what do you think of Dominique's proposal to take Brittany out here? Um, I mean, I like really, it's just part of the game. Like they're just playing the game. There's nothing like shady or personal. They're like, Hey, we've figured out who someone is and we can get them out. Yeah, and I do think, so I think part of it is maybe why Lark is a little hesitant here is because uh, her and Brittany do have a bit of a friendship that she doesn't really have with X and Dominique, but I don't see really anything too bad with this particular plan from X and Dominique. The majority of the house seems to be okay with the idea of Brittany being the next target. Even players like Logan, as we see, despite his friendship with Brittany, are not going to stick their neck out for Brittany more mm-hmm. than they already have. But Brittany obviously catches wind of this, is not happy. Uh, this is a pretty easily dis- 
decipherable plan. And let me just say, I do think that Dominique and X are making a plan that is the best for them too. Like it definitely benefits them Absolutely. the most if Brittany goes, but does it really make an, is it really a detriment to anyone's game? If Brittany goes, maybe Logan, but Logan seems to be doing just fine right now. Yeah. I really like watching it. I was like, all right, everyone's on board. That's the plan. That's what's going to happen. And yeah, as we know, that is not the way it went down. <laughs> yes. So in part because of this plan, uh, it's no surprise that once we start going into the challenge itself, that X is probably throwing it a little bit. Mm -hmm. He actually admits that he's throwing it. And it's very obvious to his team also that he's throwing it. So it's not perhaps the most stealthy of plans. But, you know, uh, it. It's no surprise that the team one, Lark's team, does end up losing the challenge. And Louise, who has been very determined to secure her self-immunity, is the team that ends up taking home the gold. Little, a little Olympics lingo there. Like Louise says with her affirmation, she doesn't chase. She attracts what belongs <laughs> to me will simply find me. Is this a good affirmation? I am not really sure. Yeah, I don't think so <laughs> it doesn't it feels like an I think odd it's kind of bad <laughs> I know like... I don't I don't I don't know what I mean I guess it works for Louise it I mean her she her team won the challenge and she was That's safe true. this round but also I am like I don't maybe I'm just being a bit of a hater but I don't think this is a good, a yeah, good affirmation. this seems um, more like a uh oh what'll happen happens it's fine I'm like no yeah. you're in a competition and Louise you are like bottom of the pecking order simply yeah. for the fact that you are like your sister's twin so like please for the love of god do something yeah I um also we didn't talk about Louise Louise's role in uh, breaking down the plan right at oh, the yeah. beginning when she's like, uh, like X and Dominique are up to something, so I'm going to split them up. And I'm like, but why? Like, <laughs> you're <I don't>, fine. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. So Louise is, I mean, Louise is always going to be not fine for as long as she well, is, as yeah. long as she's here because they're except for right now because there's always unless she's immune there's always a chance that someone is going to use their free pass to the next I round. I feel like that plan out. was also like to her benefit. I don't feel like the like plan it, to get Brittany out. Yeah, I don't really know why. Louise decided to insert herself into this plan. I feel like there's something that we're missing here. But yeah, it doesn't really feel like one, it doesn't feel like Dom splitting up X and Dominique really does anything here. Yeah, not really. <laughs> and also, it doesn't really feel like this was going to be anything that was to her detriment either. Because like, okay, if let's say the plan goes awry and Louise's team loses. So she's in the bottom two. Who is she bringing with her from her team? Would it yeah. be? <laughs> Not Brittany. It, would, it wouldn't be Brittany. Would it be Amara or Dominique or Logan? I don't see her. I don't really see who else she would pick if not Dominique. So then it's Dominique making a guess, which yeah. would inevitably, inevitably be Brittany. But so I don't really know. It feels like she feels it feels like to me like Dominique what just wanted to be a part of the plan, even if it's kind of throwing the plan a little off kilter. But mm -hmm. it doesn't really do any I feel like this doesn't have any actual impact on what happens for Yeah, this not episode, really. <laughs> other than the fact that Louise wins and she gets the wine cellar clue, which does have a big impact on the outcome of this episode. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the words in this challenge? Did any of them? Okay, I wasn't paying enough attention like during I wrote it them to down. see all of them. So yeah, this is a really helpful to have them all yes. written down. Um, yeah, scrimmage. Obviously, we know who that is. Eulogy. Someone said. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it was, yeah. is it, I think it's LC's relative. I think Dominique said, or was it her, Dominique? I think Dominique said that she felt that eulogy. Okay. Was I forget who hers. said it. But I feel like this must mean that who whoever Dominique's relative is, if it is actually Dominique's clue. Yeah. But so knowing who the celebrities are and knowing that some of them can be alive and can be dead, I don't think eulogy particularly gives anyone away. Mm-hmm. So my next guess in here would be that whoever this clue is alluding to gave a famous eulogy of some kind. Hmm. I could be totally wrong. I could. Yeah. They just well, that been, was like, like the other, the yeah. other guess. But these are like most of these are like hard. <laughs> yeah. So we have valedictorian, which I have no idea who that would be. To uh, doppelganger, I'm guessing was either X or Louise because X and Laverne are literal twins, and uh, I think it's actually confirmed that they are identical twins. And Louise and Simone are obviously doppelgangers. The eulogy one we already talked about a little. Raspberry. I don't know who that is. Also, there are 13 words here. Oh, yeah. So one of these might just be a... Yeah, wait a minute. Because there's 10 playing. How do we get there? So I assume I wrote- they've had 12 for the okay. 12 original so I'm not crazy. contestants, but okay. like, there's an extra either way. Yeah, and I think there's also a word that I couldn't find. I like I, I think there was one word that was very hard for me to spell because we don't actually – or we didn't get to see the full word because I can't remember what some of the other ones were. Mm-hmm. Um, rhythm, I'm guessing someone's a dancer. Psychic. Uh, hydraulics. I'm very someone's confused. relative, like the Long Island medium. That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Sovereign. I really don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone and... believe they're a sovereign citizen? <laughs> mm, maybe. Maybe. Handkerchief. Also, I don't know who that could be. Is someone's relative? Is someone's relative Hugh Hefner? <laughs> I did have this thought. I'm not going to lie. It did come up in my head. That'd be upsetting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, would they have a Hugh Hefner's relative on? I don't know. I want to believe no, but I mean, yeah. Well, let's just move on. Uh, Souffle. Maybe someone. Yeah, someone is some type of chef or has a cookbook or something. French. Um, Scrimmage which we said before, uh, Brett Favre, mm-hmm. and Pirouette, which I'm guessing is Simone. Another... Oh. Oh. Uh, hmm. Because they still include Simone Biles' clues, even if yeah. it's obvious to everyone. But I don't know. Yeah. So this is these are the clues that I could at least read on the screen from what we saw. What's orthography? Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to say that one. Orthography, I did look this up before, but now I'm forgetting. Orthography, uh, it's a set of conventions for writing a language, including norms of spelling, hyphenation, capitalization, word breaks, emphasis, and punctuation. I wonder if that's the extra word. <laughs> I wonder if they were just like, let's see if they can spell this. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, I don't think any of them made up a link. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being wrong. I don't know. Either way, it was a lot of words. Very little indication of who is going with each word. And, but it doesn't matter because the expected happens. Louise's team wins and Louise is immune for this round. And because of that, Lark is the losing team captain. She's automatically in the bottom two, and she's going to pick someone from her team to join her for the bottom two. Now, Ari, this is where everything does not go from as expected because out of nowhere, Lark picks Elsie to 
be in the bottom two with her against essentially everyone's wishes, including Elsie's. Elsie is not amused by this decision. And no one really knows what's going on. I had no idea what was going on. I don't think we even heard from Elsie up until this point. All of a sudden, she's in the bottom and could potentially be one of the guessers for this round. Yeah, literally gasped. Like, (laughs) she was so shocked. I was thinking initially when I watched this, I was like, oh, maybe um, maybe Brittany is going to be the person that they're guessing because we've heard from Brittany up until this point. So, you know, there there was always going to be some type of indication that, yeah, maybe the, this isn't going to go according to plan. But Elsie literally came out of nowhere. Yeah. And she also is just as gagged as we are. She had no yeah. idea any of this was coming. And... Everyone is confused. I'm confused. You're confused. The cast is confused. The Jonas Brothers are confused. And no one really knows where this is coming from. And then cut to a flashback right before the challenge. Brittany says that, tells Lark before they're going out that if their team loses, that she needs to pick Elsie as her Uh, As the bottom two, Elsie knows that this is happening. She's good on the plan, but she doesn't want Dominique and X to have all the control. Well, they do end up losing. And then we throw into, and then uh, Lark immediately realizes that she screwed up here because Mm -hmm. Elsie has no idea that why this decision was made. And Lark is confused by the fact that Elsie is also confused. Ari, what were your initial thoughts from this? Uh, I just was like, girl, Brittany. Why? How do you think, like, yeah, why? Also, like, how do you think no one was going to find out? Like, <laughs> yeah, you just, like, come up with this blatant lie. Obviously, people are going to talk after. And, like, you're just putting an even bigger target on your back. Yeah, and at first I thought this was Lark just trying to pull a sneaky move on her. Yeah, own I because, really initially yeah. was like, oh. Yeah, like, like she wanted to be guesser or she just didn't want to give that control to X and Dominique. Mm-hmm. Little did we know that, yeah, this was completely out of left field for almost everyone. Brittany does throw this Hail Mary attempt out there because of – Um, Because she doesn't want X to guess her. And while I get that, I feel like this was just a terrible move from Brittany. And we hear so much about how smart Brittany is and how strategic she is. And I just don't know what strategic. But yeah, but why would you do that? Because Lark immediately realizes that she's been played. She goes to LC and apologizes. And I do like this part from Lark in particular because she confronts Brittany and Elsie at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that Brittany can try to twist the story. And she tries. She yeah, tries. She sure yes. Does. She oh, I thought, tries. I thought that's what you said. Like, yeah. No, it's not. I would never do it on purpose. <laughs> and Elsie is not buying it. I Elsie is not Elsie's the one. Elsie's confessional where she's like, oh, I'm just a sweet girl. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was dying. <laughs> she is not... She she is not buying what Brittany is trying to sell her at all. Mm-mm. And I feel like from what we have seen so far, Elsie is it has a pretty good rapport with everyone in the house up until this point. We haven't yeah. really heard anyone say anything negative about Elsie. We haven't heard a ton of guesses about her relative either up until this point. So she seems like she's in a pretty good position in the house. So Brittany, if you're going to throw someone under the bus, I need to know why it was Elsie. Yeah, yeah, it's a great it point. Re- it really doesn't make any sense. And I feel like for Brittany, at least, there were other ways to make sure that you were not going to be the guesser because, or that you were you were not going to be guessed in the guest off in the guess off because then you just work towards getting Lark to be the guesser. And the same thing that happened with X getting eliminated can still happen. Like, I feel like there were other ways for her to avoid 
being eliminated than what she did. Because even though Brittany isn't the one that goes home this episode, she is in such hot water with everyone. Mm -hmm. And Logan has pretty much given up on the idea that him and Brittany can be a long-term pair in the game. Yeah. She should have thrown Pepper under the bus. We didn't get enough Pepper this episode. We did not. I I really would have liked to see Pepper's take on everything that happened. I miss her. I miss Pepper. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I I do appreciate that. Uh, Logan's loyalty only goes so far. Like I, I like that he was like, "I'm not standing between her and an angry house." Yes. Yeah. I loved that line from him. It was, and it's so true because why would Logan risk his game for? Yeah. Someone that demolished hers for no reason. This wasn't like her last resort type move. Yeah. Like you had three, five, three, four, five was... steps ahead that you could have done before throwing someone under the bus unprovoked. Yeah, that was just a really bad move on her part. Yeah. It was it was not a great move at all. And essentially everyone is pissed at Britney at this point. And the people that aren't pissed at Britney are not going to do anything to stop the house from targeting Britney next. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would you? And uh, there were some really subtle smart moves in here like with Lo- like what you said with Logan, you know, deciding to go with the house and really sharing a lot more information about yeah, Britney is Brett Favre's daughter and we also see a little bit more about how Lark confronting Elsie and Britney at the same time. So this is something that we definitely get a lot more of. And a result of this is that Lark and Elsie are a lot closer now because of Britney's move. Because Elsie mm-hmm. is not mad at Lark and Lark is not mad at Elsie. She everyone is directing their anger towards Britney. Right. Yeah. So it was um so we kind of end this plot line before the guess off with, you know, there is a very strong chance that. Brittany is going to be the person going home tonight. She is going to be the person being guest. And since we already know who Brittany's relative is, we know that if she is guest uh, for Brett Favre, that she will be the one going home. Now, the other side of this is that Louise gets her trip to the wine cellar to get a clue. But we don't know what this clue is. But... What we do she know is that... She did not have to do it. She didn't I have to she, do this. She did. Louise, you did Louise, not have... why did you do it? I know. What a hater, Louise. Like, I'm sorry. I don't understand. I don't know why Lark was so intent about getting X out. Like, she clearly wanted more screen time. But, like, Lark, you got screen time with X in the game. Like, please stop. You are, like, hurting my soul right now. So, Louise picked her clue for someone else which we learn is going to be Lark and she wants she wants some more options for who she is going to guess. Uh, we know that Lark has basically told everyone to vote for her to be the guesser because she feels so guilty about getting Elsie throw into the bottom with her. Mm-hmm. So the the suspense in this episode really isn't with who is going to be the guesser but rather who Lark is going to guess. So we get, I don't know, is this, when did you have a feeling that things were going to go awry here? Pretty much from the moment we see Louise pick the clue. Yeah. And, and, and we, as an audience, don't get to see what the clue is. I was like, oh, things are not going to go as planned. <laughs> yes. And I was really hopeful that it wasn't going to be X, but then realistically yeah. I was like, I really didn't we... want it to be, but I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, who else would it be? Like who else is, we know the, you know, we know the assumption is that Brittany is going to be going home. So we know that if there is a surprise elimination, it's not going to be her. And really who else do, are we left with that could have been, the, the clue would have been like that final piece of the puzzle for them. We really haven't heard any serious guesses about anyone else in the house. Yeah. Yes. So after all of that, we get to the guess off and people are getting a little testy here because uh, there's a lot of shade being thrown around about how Brittany's move during this episode, I should say. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she pissed off everyone. Yeah. Like that was just, it was, it was uncalled for that. She really didn't have to do it. It really wasn't like sneaky. It was everyone not the, knows. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was not the right type of mood for her to play because it was very easy to figure out who it was. It wasn't an anonymous thing. And it was very easy for Lark to throw the blame back onto Brittany because of how she did this. It was almost like a a sneaky move to have a sneaky move, but you also did not do anything. Like this was very easy to decipher what actually happened. Yeah. I like uh I did like in the um the like guess guess off part uh where Lark is like someone misled me blah blah yes. and I was just like why don't you just say it? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we all know. We, all, we are all knows. like, who, like, what secret are you trying to keep? <laughs> I know. I don't. It's like, it, it's so funny because it's so we know that Frankie and Kevin don't know everyone's celebrity relative. Right. Like they, they are not, they're not told ahead of time who the celebrity relatives are. And so we know that they don't know everything that is going on. I'm sure they have some idea about the drama that happens in the house and everything. But it's just like, who? Yeah, I agree with X. Who are you keeping it so low key for? Like, why are you hiding this under wraps? Like, the audience is going to know. Everyone in the house knows. Do you just <laughs> not want Frankie and Kevin to find out yeah. how <laughs> everyone has been on their worst behavior lately? Yeah. I, I'm like they I'm, can't just go ask one of the producers, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm not really sure. I mean, the producers also didn't tell the Jonas Brothers that one of their contestants had a phone until yeah, like the absolute true. last second. So I have uh, so many questions for the Jonas Brothers about what this hosting gig was like for them. Yeah, I it actually wild. I'm so curious, and <laughs> it must be interesting. I like it's probably fun, but also like. I feel like it'd be kind of annoying. I feel like this is a show that really knows what it is. Like, honestly, I feel like it'd be so miserable to host a show that tries to be serious, like The Bachelor or something like that, where it's (laughs) like, there's so much ridiculous drama happening, but we're, everyone's trying to be very serious and treat Mm -hmm. this as like a very serious moment. Whereas like, this is a show that knows what it is. Yes, it's a competition. Yes, tensions are going to rise and yes like there is going to be some really cutthroat moments here but at the end of the day this is a show with a very simple concept it's very gimmicky uh yeah we have a lot of celebrity relatives on here and you gotta hide your secret so it's like they play up the I guess I got to say like the camp aspects of this show. And I really like that about them. Like they don't dumb themselves down, but they also don't try to spruce it up and act like this is the most refined piece of television in the year, our year 2022. Yeah. Also speaking of hosting and one thing that I also thought was funny during the main challenge was like this one, it's like a very brief moment um, with Logan where he's like trying to spell the word and like, one of one of the Jonas Brothers is like, there's a lot at stake. Like it's a like this is like a really like like the stakes are high. Whatever, whatever. And they're just like, yeah, we know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I always feel like that's how I would be, or like like in like when I watch like the Great British Bake Off or whatever, and like yes. the hosts oh. are going around talking to everyone. And, like, they, like, are trying to, like, have a conversation. I'd feel like, I'd just be like, shut up and go away. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but they're busy. so nice on – they're so nice on the Great British Bake Off, though. Like, I feel bad, at least to Noel, like, to Noel. Yeah. I feel so bad cussing out Noel, but, like, uh, yeah, everyone They're so else, annoying. I know. They <laughs> really are. Well. I would really – I don't think I could deal with Paul Hollywood's smug attitude every no. episode. It's just, like, shut the fuck up, Paul. <laughs> uh i do love that show have you been watching this season it's very good i have not you need to watch it's on net the first three I'll episodes are on netflix right now they're very good, okay, good watch us uh recap the newest season of the great british bake-off oh my god Next can month, you imagine yes. 
That would be great. They inspire me to want to bake, but also it's like I but not don't... enough to actually do it. Well, not to that level, because like I feel like I can make like a few very basic things, but like I still am not fully aware of what a proving oven is, and so that is where my that is where my you know they lost me at that point. Yeah. And they had these special freezers, and they have the technical all of these challenges things. would be really hard and like. My baking yeah. knowledge is not is not that like I can follow a recipe, sure, but yeah, I truly think that's where I'd lose it because it has like the bare essentials about what the instructions for that bake is in the technical. Yeah, I'd be like, where's the re- like checking the back? Like, where's the where are the pictures? <laughs> And then everyone, and but the the contestants they have the list of like oh I know what this is like I have yeah, I'm, I'm like, pretty I'm like I have no idea what this is please yeah, like no. someone help me oh uh, yeah anyway we have another show that we're talking about yeah so Lark is voted as the guesser of this challenge unsurprisingly yeah but what is surprising again another plot twist from good old Lark is that she picks X to be the person that she is going to guess their relative and yeah, x is inside of the house twice i know lark is on a roll yeah what a gamer and lark for a survivor yeah interested to see if she does anything the rest of the game i would honestly like to that i once we get towards the end of the season we'll talk about kind of our impressions of all the different contestants but there's a couple in here i really hope we see in other competition shows because mm-hmm. This is obviously a very specific branch of like contestant pools where you have to have a very famous relative in your yeah. mix. But also I kind of would love to see these people in just a regular like strategic game, like Big Brother, Survivor, one of those. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she guesses that X's relative, his claim to fame is the incomparable. I threw that one in. Uh, Laverne Cotts and it turns out that she's right and honestly low-key high-key I hate Lark for this it was so (laughs) he attacked us unprovoked yeah there was no reason also like why would you not send home the person that everyone's upset with and that just like has like has proven to be a competitor like I know I not that I'm saying X isn't. I mean, a X is definitely a strong player too. So, like, but he doesn't. Yeah, but I feel like he's more. From what we have seen from X at this point, he was more like, "I'm gonna do my own thing," and then when it's my time to strike against someone that's coming for me, it will happen. Whereas Brittany is just making all of these unnecessary moves unprovoked. So it felt like. If I'm picking someone I want to get rid of immediately, I feel like I would personally want to get rid of Brittany first, but yeah, it just didn't. I'm not, yeah, <laughs> it was unnecessary. It didn't really make any sense. Like it didn't like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like she was just messing with the game. Just yeah, just cause. And also <laughs> I liked X better than Brittany. So I'm yeah, just very salty about <laughs> like from a viewer's perspective, I'm very biased against this decision. But we so for the people that are confused about why this decision was made, we get a flashback to earlier in the day. Lark is waiting for Louise, and it turns out that the clue that Louise picks was the one that Lark requested. And the clue alludes to the fact that uh, X's relative is in Orange is the New Black, which obviously is a pretty big indicator that his relative is Laverne Cox uh, for multitude of reasons that we've already discussed in previous episodes, but it does turn out that yes, X is Laverne Cox's twin brother. And I am very sad that this is where his journey on this show ends. Obviously uh, X has a lot of fame and a lot of success outside of the game. So it's not like he was, you know, uh, this was his only chance at stardom, but it was very nice to see, you know, get to know X as a contestant, but really, even though we're very sad, but about, X leaving he ends on the highest of notes for me yeah and that's because like they give 
ex, uh, whose real name we learn is M. Lamar. And they give it a chance to say like his final words and what his relationship to his claim to fame, Laverne, means to him. And he gives this very beautiful speech about how much he loves Laverne. He doesn't really talk about Laverne as his sister um, very often. And I'm assuming that's because they both have like professional careers in uh, in like art in like the performance world so I can assume that's why he doesn't have you know he doesn't talk about it as much but he was saying before you know he doesn't talk about his relationship with his sister a lot but he has so much love for Laverne and how she has changed the world and that he you know she has opened so many doors for other uh particularly black trans women that um had that are now getting more roles than ever because of trailblazers like Laverne. So he really takes his last moments in the show to really highlight why he is here. Like the reason he is on the show is because uh, Laverne is his claim to fame, but it's not just that his famous relative is a celebrity, but she is truly like a change maker. And he really takes the time to honor his relative for so many reasons and I thought this was just so beautiful and it was just a really nice sentiment I personally got very Mm teary-eyed seeing this for the first time it was so cool like it was yeah it was it was really sweet just like it was just really nice to like see someone um like honor their relative in that way yeah and like and like also just and like for his relative being Laverne Cox, like obviously there's so much to say about her, and like he really summarized it beautifully, and like was able to kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was not. It was like nice how he was like, I don't talk about her a lot, but like, yeah, he just had such sweet, meaningful he- things to say. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, and like I said earlier in this episode, you know, this is definitely a show that knows what it is and isn't trying to be anything profound or particularly serious. And even though there are these contestants that have, you know, they're here because their relatives are very famous and that can come with some like negative connotations about like, you know, why are these people on a show because of their siblings, but, or because of their relatives, I should say, but he really took his moment to shine and used it to uplift not just the work that Laverne has done over the years, but the work that, you know, the change, the positive change that has come from her role in the industry and also just the hardworking Black trans women that are in this industry that often get not just marginalized, but mistreated Mm -hmm. both inside the show, you know, both inside show business and outside of show business. So very rarely do we get a show like this where people are using those moments to highlight someone that is already very famous but I'm very happy that we got that from X and that this even though he went much earlier than I would have loved for him to go he ended on really a high note and I'm just so happy we got him on this season yeah it was that was great yeah yes so while I am still very sad that this is X's swan song, I am so happy that he left a very big impression. This is definitely yeah. one of the players that I would love to see on TV more. I don't know what format, but literally whatever he wants to be on, I say put him on a show. So, yeah. you know, we need that, more X. We need more X. But that is or how M. we Lamar. or M Lamar. Yeah, we he can be M Lamar. He can just be M. M. Mm-hmm. M. M. Lamar. I I would love that. M. Lamar and Laverne on The Amazing Race on yes. the same season that we could be on. <laughs> yes, yes. So we could meet them. <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly. We could be like, have you listened to our podcast? And then they'll be like, yes. 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 Uh, we have big dreams. But <laughs> so that is the end of season or season. The, that is the end of episode three of Claim to Fame. Next episode is episode four, and it is called The Dom Father. So this is obviously referencing Dominique. Do we Mm -hmm. have any predictions for her? Do you think that they are going to title drop Uh, the Eliminatee twice? You know, anything's possible. 
They could. Because, well, the last episode, they kind of did with the spider. It wasn't a name drop, but it was a giveaway. I honestly didn't pay too much attention to all of the episode titles. I remember seeing episode three and noticing that. So I was not spoiled before we went before I started watching Claim to Fame mm-hmm. the first time, but I did know that the third boot was particularly devastating to a lot of people. So I was assuming that it was someone that was really well-liked, someone that was leaving a big impression. So that was also a little bit of a hint that X could possibly be that person. But Dave. yes, but then when we saw his name in the title, I was like, would they actually be that obvious? So I didn't really pay attention to a lot of the titles outside of episode three in particular, but then noticing how they started it with episode two being along came a spider and the spider is in reference to our second eliminate T, which is Michael. And then we get X in the the next title, which is there's no X in team. It does not bode well for Dominique, but I'm really hoping they... Do not do it three times in a row because honestly, that's kind of frustrating. It's like it's already you're already spoiling this for me. Yeah. Well, if she's not going home, I feel like we're at least going to figure out who her relative is. Yeah. I will definitely get some Dom focus in this episode. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. And that concludes our third episode of Sister Act. Ari, where can people follow you? And is there anything you would like to promote? Follow my Insta at married to a palm freak. And um, that's it. That was very profound. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter for all of my reality TV shenanigans at Classically Gia. For all the Survivor fans out there, I also encourage you to follow the Survivor Diversity Campaign Twitter page at Serve Diversity. That's at S-U-R-V Diversity. Uh, on Silent Podcasts, obviously, I very much encourage you to listen to all of our episodes of Claim to Fame. I am also doing the Survivor coverage over here on my podcast I don't know about that we are underway with Survivor 43 it is shaping up to be a pretty good season and I'm very excited to see where we go after our 90 minute episode that we just have so I'm very excited to see what transpires from here Outside of the Silent Podcast Network, I am also doing recaps for Survivor 43 on Inside Survivor with my good friend Christine. The Survivor Roundups are back, and I can't wait to get back underway with them. And finally, you can listen to me on post-show recaps with my good friend Chappelle, where we are covering Abbott Elementary. We're going to have episodes soon as we get episodes two and three into circulation. I am very excited for everything we have to look forward to moving forward. So thank you all again for listening to Sister Act and stay tuned for when we discuss episode four, The Dom Father. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.